me, I have Nathan Fritzenchap. That's me. And Gareth McCarthy. What up? And Raymond Johnson. What's up? And I'm Cameron Lopez. Once again, making it full circle. Today, we're talking about video games. Do, 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 do. Oh, all right. Let's go right into it. Never heard of that one. What is that? I just... See, everyone knows what that is, even though I didn't do the exact tone for it. Um, yeah, I just got over a bout of COVID-19, so I was quarantined, and I spent upwards of 8 to 10 hours a day playing Grand Theft Auto <laughs> online. Dang. Those so are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. Man, I, I think one of the most painful things of COVID was the sciatica that I gained from <laughs> sitting in that chair <laughs> for, like, hours a day, man. Um yeah, so I'm 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 fresh into it right now, but I've been playing video games since I was like, a wee lad. I don't yeah. think that's a revolutionary statement anymore. No, that used to be does. surprising. I think every single person here has played video games since at least their youth. One point in their life. Yeah, different styles of games, though. At yeah. least, yeah, mm-hmm. good games Between and then us. the games that you play. My old boss, fifty plus years <laughs> wow, old, talks right. about <laughs> my old boss who's fifty plus years old. He talks about how he used to play video games all the time when they first came out, like Pong. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Pong and Galaga and. You know, all my, those arcade games when they came out. My dad had an original Atari. Yeah. I remember in um, in school, I used to love to stay in the after school program because they had a Nintendo. It was one of the old ones with like the, the board is like this big. It was like yeah, yeah, two yeah, feet yeah. by a foot. And I'm like glad you gave us the it. dimensions because we're on a podcast. Yeah, yeah that's why I, <laughs> I, have to, I have to shape it know, with my hands. holding his hands out. Like, yeah, about two feet apart. <laughs> But, uh, yay my, big. my grandmother to, used to have one of those. Yeah, we used to play Super Mario on that all the time and Donkey Kong. But, yeah, um, Donkey Kong. You know, the one of the most disappointing moments of my life is when we were still going to daycare. My mom was picking one for us, and we picked one because I wanted to go there. They had a <coughs> Super Nintendo. Yeah. And the day that we started, it broke, and it was never fixed. Oh, oh my God. So, so disappointing. The one that I went to had a Sega. Sega, bro. And I would play... Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog on there getting all them coins I remember going over to like I think it was my grandparents house and they had a Sega and I would play uh, the first Sonic the Hedgehog with like Green Hill Zone yeah it was like that's the one Mega Man notice he noticed he only mentioned Green Hill Zone because he could never make it out it was like like three come on man got to the lava (laughs) level once in in the great blue moon yeah um did you have a favorite console growing up? Me and my dad played a lot on uh, the Super Nintendo. He would he bought one whenever I was probably around like six, seven. Mm-hmm. It was for him, but he was like, yeah, I bought it for Ray. I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever buddy. <laughs> and we would always play like a lot of the, the fighting games together. He was... Mm-hmm. He was really good at them because I was, you know, seven. <laughs> I was like, man, you're so good. And he was like, yeah, I know. And he's beating the crap out of me. I'm like, how do you do that? And he's like, nah. At least he beat the crap like out of I you on the game. Yeah. <laughs> Not in real life. Ray, I'm about to discipline you. I'm not going to beat you in real life, but you better you start better that get game on this up. game. You better grab that controller, son. <laughs> and bend over. Oh, God. Oh, my. oh, my God. All right. So, yeah. was your okay. console growing so up? to clarify, since these sexual deviants here, normally when someone's yeah. going to beat you with a belt, they tell you to bend over, not because of the way that these people imagine Ray's dad disciplined him. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what Ray. you're talking about, Nathan. I don't know what you're talking about, Nathan. Uh, 
<laughs> you just took it yeah. in that way, man. I, we didn't say anything. I will say, getting back on topic, that my favorite console was my first console, which was the GameCube. I love that game one. GameCube. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had Star Fox Adventures. <laughs> was, was pretty trash. fun. Um, but most of all, I played a lot of Rogue Leader, Star Wars Rogue Leader, and uh, Zelda Wind Waker was amazing for me. And I played, Zelda. that was my first console that I ever owned. I was always a fan of Zelda. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I played Super Nintendos and stuff, but the one, the first one that I owned was a GameCube. Yeah. And they had Nightfire, James Bond Nightfire on there was pretty fun. Hey. So, um, <laughs> But the, the most formative console experience that I have was the 360. Was I mean, we all we all experienced Halo at somebody else's house, as I would assume. We yes, no, none of us yeah. own the original Xbox. But when the 360 came, <laughs> oh, cameras <laughs> raising his hand. Yeah. What a leader yeah. in, the, in the, the console market, you know? Yeah. When the Xbox came out, my dad was making good money at the time. So he, uh, nice. he, he got me an Xbox. Did you get uh, live so you could play Halo online? Not until Halo 2 came out. I okay. actually didn't get into Halo until right before Halo 2 came out. Uh, it was a LAN party. And my cousin... Always. Yeah, and my mm-hmm. cousin, uh, he invited me. So I played all night with with uh, all of our friends. And that was fun. And then Halo 2 was coming out like a couple months later. So I was able to get it. Dude, Xbox yeah. Live and Halo 2 really just changed the game for consoles, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Call of Duty came out, the Call of Duty that came out for the 360 was the reason I bought the 360. Yeah. Um, was that four? I think it was. Yeah. It was with the one of the, it was the last one, the last World War II one before yeah. they came out with Modern Warfare. Yeah. It was yeah. four. So it was Call of Duty Warfare. Or mm, four was. Four was, yeah. It was four and then Modern Warfare. Yeah. And then, and then they just Warfare called it Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. yeah. I always thought there was a, generation gap between halo and call of duty because i was a big halo fan and my little brother was a big call of duty fan well i never really get into call of duty until warzone came out call of duty came out before halo and it was a competitor with the medal of honor franchise they were a different style of game than halo and then they changed to be more like halo with call of duty 4 but they didn't quite get there um because they were still World War Two, and then they came out with Modern Warfare. Yeah, Modern Warfare and that was really changed up the game for them. Because they'd already they'd already kind of perfected, or had already taken strides for where they wanted to be in multiplayer. And then Modern Warfare, they were able to really perfect that formula for themselves. I thought Black Ops was really good for multiplayer, like online multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah Black Ops was probably one of my favorites. That's the one that. I've- <laughs> Peace. That's probably one of the ones that I spent most of my time in. That one and the one right before, which was uh, World at War. World at War was World underrated. At War, Call of Duty. It was. <laughs> yeah. Because it came out with the zombies uh, mode, but they also the single player was way better than people gave it credit for. Yeah. Now, I'm not a big uh, sports fan or sports games fan, but when NBA Street came out, I played yeah. that like a doll. I like Street. Man, I played that all the time. That's yeah, what... see, I'm glad I'm on the side of the table that played real video games. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's, <laughs> that's another shot. Dynasty right. player, Madden players over yeah. here. <laughs> hey, I played Street. I had I had all I'm three street, of them. I'm hood. I'm hip. I'm with oh, it. So. NFL Blitz, too. Oh, a my God. Game. That was yeah. an amazing game. And yeah. then they tried to remake it for the PS. Oh, they did? PS3. It, didn't quite, it, was it wasn't awful. as good. Yeah. It's crap. Crap. The original Garbage Blitz, though, games. speaking of going back to like Sega and Super Nintendo and stuff like that, the original Blitz was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Along with uh, what was the NBA dunk game, basically? It would, NBA Slam? Slam. NBA Slam was really good. Mm. Yeah. Did y'all go to like arcades a lot? When they existed, I tried to. 
can't remember. I couldn't live I mean, in them because I, I wouldn't have a whole lot next to me. But yeah, we went every time we would go somewhere. Like we would go to the mall, and it was like, "Let's go to the game room." You know, like oh, yeah, me and my, my dad. Favorite so, thing when I was yeah, young. the line gun games, like <laughs> Time Crisis, and all those. Time I Crisis, love those games. yeah, that was a good. That's a good game. <laughs> yeah, I remember the. F- oh, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. The first game I ever beat, remember beating, anyways, was uh, Jack and Daxter. On the PlayStation oh, Two, wow. I never that's, beat that. That's an old game. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's very similar to Ratchet and Clank uh, with a yeah. more a, a tad bit more mature I, theme. I played it. I never beat it. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack and Daxter yeah. or Ratchet both. and Clank? I beat both. No, Ratchet and Clank used to be I a don't very mature game, game actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it's not mature anymore. They make it for kids now. Yeah. But it used to be a very mature game, and it was competitive. That's why the Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank were competitive. Oddly enough, on the same console. Yeah. Here's a story involving video games. In the past episode, I mentioned that I had that horrible disease, whatever, in the hospital mm-hmm. for a yeah. couple months. Well, <clears throat> they had this uh, video game station that they would wheel around to the kids' rooms because I was in a children's hospital. So you had to sign up for it and wait for your turn, which could be like a day or a couple hours, whatever. Yeah. So signed up for it almost every day <laughs> so whenever i can get it I would, they had banjo and kazooie because there was a n64 on there so yeah. i would play banjo and kazooie all the time and i had my own slate safe slots i think there was like eight seven or eight safe slots in there yeah so i had my slave slot not all the way at the bottom but two from the bottom so no one, it wouldn't be like conspicuous and no one would accidentally like hit it and save over it whatever I was like more than halfway through that game and then all of a sudden I signed up for it one day and they wheeled it to my room and I turned it on and I'm laying in my bed, grab the controller, I look for my safe slot and it's gone. No. I wanted to pull my own plug. (laughs) (laughs) Just 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 do it. it Just end it all. This is it. This is there's nothing else in life. Humanity has lost all (laughs) I've I've lost all faith in humanity, please. What was it? The witch in that game was like Griselda, right? Yeah. 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 There's three of them, wasn't there? Or two of them. I just remember her laugh every time you went in anywhere. It's like (laughs) (laughs) all their voices were like that. I remember playing like Crash Bandicoot on the first like PlayStation. It was so frustrating. It was so hard, and I was like, "Why are the, why am I playing this game? Yeah, why, the, why am I looking at his face and running towards the screen? Why can't I see what I'm running yeah. at?" Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's part of the challenge. I bought the Insane Trilogy on PS4, and uh, yeah, I played the first Brad, Brash Candicoot. There you go, and uh, nailed it. Was, it. It was bad. I did. I did the same with Spyro, and actually, Spyro holds up, man. All of the games were the the reimagined remade yeah, ones were really good. Yeah. Remember the one with the alligator? What was his name? It was kind of like Spyro. Uh, yeah, I don't remember anything about it except that it was an alligator, but I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know what? Wasn't I, it a lizard? No, it's an no, that's an alligator. That's gecko. Like a, um, yeah, there's a gecko. It's like a big, a big lizard. <laughs> that's Gex. That's Gex the gecko. Gex. Yeah. That's what I was. Um, it wasn't a great game, to be honest. Uh, Do you remember Taz the Tasmanian? Yeah. Like you mean the Looney Tunes character? No, 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 no. no, no, no. It, was game. it was a game. It was a game. I remember that. There was a. It was. I think it was a tiger. I think he, mm-hmm. he had a boomerang. I yeah, don't really that's remember much. Yeah, I remember yeah. playing it, but I don't remember anything about the game. So apparently, it wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I never got to play that I wanted to play because I never owned a PlayStation. Was a uh, Sly Cooper. I never I got a chance about to play. To play that. that was the it first was time I played a game where I was like, man, the artwork on here is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it was visually. pleasing. I like platformers. Like I just bought Psychonauts. 
2. Y'all don't even know what Psychonauts 1 is. I can see the blank expression I, on your face. I know faces. the game. I've just never played yeah, it. Yeah, uh, but it's a platformer game. And I really, I do miss, like, the collection platformer games out there. You're just jumping around exploring environments. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily all about, like, <coughs> intense action, kill or be killed. You know, I like to, like, fill out the level that you're in and see all the art and everything, all the ideas on display. That's one thing I like about open world games, like uh, Far Cry. I have come to hate open world games because they yeah. are designed. I love them. They are designed to have a lot of generic spaces in between, and to like be f- half of what you're doing is like fetch quest. It's not even interesting stuff. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like it's like lazy design almost. It's like yeah. the open world is like I can be as lazy as I want, and you can do whatever you want. In this um, game GTA Five is mm-hmm. as far lazy like game designers or lazy like lazy UX like or? story. Like, GTA always has a great GTA story. Is GTA exception. is an exception. Yeah, that's um, one thing. Like GTA f- is but Red an Dead exception. Two falls Red Dead Two. Even yeah. though they're made by the same company, they fall prey to the these open, empty spaces. And then when you do find something, it's like Red Dead One was really bad about you would have these random events that would happen, and then I would run across the same dude getting shot in the desert six times in less than ten <laughs> minutes. Or yeah. like it's just like a lot of same stuff with a different skin on it, so that they can fill this world out. Rather than that's why I like platformers is because they're you in a contained space, yeah. and, but they let you explore just a little bit. So every space that you go to is purpose built, rather than being reskinned to fill out an open world so that it looks big. Yeah. Everyone's here has been a Dragonborn, right? No, Mm-mm. I've never played Skyrim. You've never actually, played Skyrim? Actually, I've played Skyrim on the intro, and I hated it so much, I never <laughs> played it again. My brother played it. It's one of the hardest games to actually get going and get rolling. But yeah. once you do it, like when you I learn a lot of mechanics and huh? what to do. I, well, that's another thing. Skyrim was almost an exact opposite of Oblivion in a lot of ways. Um, the color palette, the story, the way combat worked was all completely different than Oblivion. And <laughs> all the things that I loved about Oblivion were taken out of Skyrim. Not that Skyrim's not a good game. I just didn't like it because it changed everything that I liked about Oblivion and didn't keep any of the things that I liked. Hmm. Penguin Club. Penguin Club? Did y'all ever get Club on Penguin, that? you or mean? Club Penguin? Club Penguin. The one that got shut down about two yeah, years ago? Yeah, and there was a tradition to still bring it back. Yeah. No, I never played that one. I have an account on there somewhere. I, I played mean, it for like a couple days. I don't know. I've never been on that website. <laughs> Did you play Neopets when you were a little kid? Like, no, you know. I'm thinking Tom little kid. Yeah. Oh, wait. Are little, we talking about kid. web games that we used to play? Like mm-hmm. addictinggames.com that I used to go to? Or oh, Albino yeah. Black Sheet would have a couple Flash games or Newgrounds? Mm. You used to hack into the school computers yeah. to get into addicting games <laughs> the stick man games you that guys? you would play like yeah. the sniper game the kitty cannon yeah that <laughs> was the best the monkey monkey balloon game yeah or i think it was just called balloons right there's this one computer game uh, tower defense balloon tower defense mm-hmm. yeah but, yeah that rings a bell there's too. actually a fifth one out now yeah it was a, like a learning game when i was young it was on the computer it, it was putt putt no, it was. This was it Sly Fox? No, it was like this Spy dude. Spy Fox. I'm sorry. This dude with like it had something to do with socks, and he was blue and. What? I don't know. I don't what? Know. Let's move on. No, had, okay. <laughs> Speaking of educational games, though, have when we were small, did we all play like Putt Putt, Carmen San Diego, mm-hmm. any of those games? I used yeah. to freaking love click click adventure games like those. Mm-hmm. I hated yeah, them. It's fun. They, they were, were awful. Ones, the ones that like, I, the reason I started no to lose interest is that I started to play the ones that 
decided they wanted to be hard. And by being hard, they just mean click everything on the screen until you find something that's clickable and then <laughs> click it with everything in your inventory to find what it can combine with. That's when I got tired of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I like putt putt because it was simple. It was obvious that you click this thing and it was obvious <laughs> that this thing goes in this thing. And then you just have the fun of like going along the adventure, you know? Yeah. And there was the dog, the little puppy that he had. Yeah. Have you yeah. guys ever beat? A lot of putt putt goes to the moon. I played that way too long. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. you guys ever beat or bought and beat a game in the same day or same night? Yes. I, I remember when we're talking about Xbox, Halo. Halo yeah, 2 when was, it came out. I was yep. going to say Halo 2. Me Halo and my brother two. stood in line at the mall, mm-hmm. got the game, went home, and beat it before daylight. And that had <laughs> one of the longest Halo campaigns out there. So you would, I started, we started at like 12 o'clock, and then we didn't finish until like 6 o'clock the next morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Halo 2. Was Halo. Yeah, that was, was always the game. Halo, Halo 2 is a classic. I love that it was, co- it was co-op the whole way, though. Yeah. I think and I then beat... And when you could play as the Arbiter <laughs> when that dropped. I think yeah. I beat... Uh, Sapphire, Pokemon Sapphire in the same day. Nice. I'll do it sometimes, especially now as an adult. It's like, I've got a free Saturday. I've got to do everything (laughs) now. I start early in the morning, and if I'm not done, I finish up what I didn't do on Sunday. Oh, I beat... Oh, what's it called? I just did that with Dead Space, actually. I did the whole trilogy. (laughs) Jeez. God, what's it called? It's it's a shooter game, first-person shooter game. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I cannot remember. I did um oh, it's gone. The <laughs> Call of Duties. I beat a lot of the Call of Duties in the same day that I bought them, but they were They're relatively, short. relatively yeah. short. Unless you're doing veteran or something like that. Yeah. Okay, here's here's something that I like to do that you as an adult you don't get a whole lot of time, especially you two. Um, since you have kids. But I do I did this with movies for a while. I don't really do it as much with movies anymore, but I'll do it with video games. You pick a trilogy or something to finish off. Like, I did it with Dead Space. I did it with Max Payne. Like, you wait for... It's a game series that's been out for a while. They've got a full set of games. And you just play from the beginning in the single player and then just do every game consecutively until you get to the final one. I used to do it with movies. Like, you do it with Lord of the Rings or something like that. Or you go with an actor's repertoire. Like, Mm, all these Bruce Willis movies. You know, watch them all in order. I heard this podcast one time. And the dude just kind of said it in passing. He was talking about video games. But he just said it in passing. He was like, video games are the new form of high art. And I was like, whatever. I thought, think about it more. And I was like, wait a second. Hold on. These people have to design a whole world. They have to find voice actors and write dialogue. They have to not only tell you the story, but incorporate you into the story. Yeah. So it's like, man, it is actually pretty complicated. And I mean, as far as high art, there's a lot that goes into it. They're creating a movie that you get to be a character in. I feel like they're held back a lot of video games. Not that there aren't good video games that are artistic out there. I feel like a lot of them are held back, though, by decisions for the gameplay loop and what is profitable for the developer. In a way, movies have these same restrictions, right? It's not like Marvel movies aren't under the same restrictions, But when you make a movie or you write a book, it is designed to be one single experience, experienced the same way by everybody. Whereas a video game is like you can only design so much to be experienced the same as everyone else. Like the whole point of what they try to get video games is that you're all unique. Everything is different for everybody. And so the art can get muddled in between there. To make that a possible, the choice a possibility. Yeah. 
I think that's what you're talking about. You can't make a statement when you're trying to trying to get everybody else to do something different with what your statement is. Mm -hmm. It's harder to do that. I just feel sorry for like the developers who like put thousands of hours into it and then like they put it out and these people find ways to break it in the stupidest way and it's like (laughs) oh look it's a bad game because you can break it in this way and it's like no you literally exploited the game like you're literally pulling the one exploit well one of the things that annoys me so much about warzone is that people cheat (laughs) yeah well i wouldn't call warzone that's exactly what i'm saying stuff like warzone i wouldn't call art that's not art to me. That is a commercial product. That's, uh, for sure. You don't go to a theme park, even though that is very artistic. You don't go to a theme park and go, this roller coaster is art. You don't do that, even though it's, would... it's designed to entertain. It's not necessarily designed that roller coaster, to be high art. That roller coaster is art to me, though, because the way they have to design that roller coaster and the flow of movement, the flow of movement that you need I agree, to but make what that we, roller coaster entertaining. How do really we decide good, what is high art and what gonna, is just artistic? I was going to say, you're going to have to define art to tell me yeah. that Warzone's not art because the way they designed it for the user interface and to have everybody like old grandparents see, and young kids can still play that game to and me have a good time. i'd love to see an 85 year old there's an old lady on on a facebook she has her own facebook gaming profile whatever and she well, goes on there she, and she marks on people on, on warzone yeah, oh see? i gotta find yeah. it so it's one of those things where it's like art i mean if you you have to define art but i would define it as something that makes <laughs> for me high feel art something. is designed <laughs> yeah. to make a statement yes you can feel something but there are a lot of artistic things that are not high art that make people feel something like roller coasters and theme parks. They're not designed to be a high art. They're designed to entertain and take your money. So it's a commercial, it's a commercial use of it. It's how it's used in the, the medium. It's, it's not so much that it's not art. It's how the art is exploited for like, which are some, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. extract. I wouldn't pull art off of any subject and say this isn't art because it comes down to the person creating it and how much effort and work they put into creating it, and the person experiencing it. I, I believe yeah, even commercial who, works are art. I feel like if there's creativity behind it, there is an artistic impression here. Whether it's controlled by a commercial, like I, I like advertising. I like the art of advertising. Um. It really like to go back and to see campaigns that people have run, art campaigns, ad campaigns that they've run. Hold on, Cameron's uh, Cameron's making a lot of faces. <laughs> <laughs> My baby just Facetimed me, sorry. <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, but to go back and watch ad campaigns and to see the the effort and the and the vision that goes behind it, I definitely call that art. But yeah. to call something high art is to to ascribe to it as to make something that ascends beyond commercialism, that touches the human experience in a way that a commercial thing doesn't necessarily touch it. And I don't think video game. I think video games are too commercial. Now, when you come down to the commercial level, doesn't mean it can't be art. Well, well that's what I just it's said. It's the but difference, though, is high art and regular I art. Think, and, I think, oh, between high, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, when you come down to indie games and stuff that are made by one person and stuff like that, I find those to be more high art. And I feel like there are a couple AAA games that do reach a level of concentrated vision and adherence to source material that does reach a higher art level. A lot of people would argue Witcher 3 has such a good, well-written story and a concentrated vision that it would classify closer to high art. Like Red Dead 2 to... has a good campaign, 
but as far as the rest of the stuff around it it doesn't it's not as a concentrated vision because they designed it to be grindy you got to go find all these animals and skin them and like yeah like, it's the same thing with far Cry. when they when you're the more mm. repetitive task you put into something okay. unless that is part of the statement you're detracting from the actual statement that you're making is my point i would have to ask what's the difference between art and high art I think that was what I was just trying to explain. <laughs> yeah, I want like a more concrete, concrete. I feel, I feel, I feel like art is anything creative. I feel like high art is something whose express purpose or near express purpose is to elicit a concentrated vision or feeling. I think people who say if you look at it and see what you want degrades it from high art. If you, it's like abstract art is really hard for me to go. Yes, this is high art. If I look at it and you go, well, <clears throat> see what you want, then that's not art to me because you're not giving me a vision. Dolly, and that's, that's how I feel about like like open world games are kind of, they fall into that trap a lot. It's like, oh, it can be whatever you want it to be. And it's like, that means it's nothing to you. That means it literally was a cash grab. It's a blank slate. Like, like a that blank dude s- who stole, sold the empty podium <laughs> said it was the art of the yeah. imagination. Yeah. 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 That was a disgrace. And that's like <laughs> that's like Madden. I think Madden is the laziest form of art right now mm-hmm. because they literally put no effort into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have not changed the the back end of it what in else? like <clears throat> what else could you do with a football game? Though? Okay, here's make it right. make it better. There's a lot of things you let can me, do to make let it me, better. Let, let me really say what it, I so think I you know. could do and I want y'all to put the nuance on it. For me personally, is they took something people liked and that was working well with Dynasty and everything else that was going on in the Madden games before microtransactions, right? They took those systems that they were improving on, they kept them because they knew people already liked them, they didn't change them in hardly any way, and then they just added, oh, you can make your own player or manage your own team, and Mm -hmm. even those were not good systems, they were just so they could look like player choice, Mm -hmm. and then they spent most of their time on adding what is current this year so that we can sell it to people? Who's the players that are hot? And then we can put them on cards and then people have to pay real money to get it. It was when they started doing like the ultimate team version that that was the thing that caused the quality to start going down is because they created this online mode where you get these random, like you can buy random packs of player cards and all this stuff and you add it to your team and you play other people online and all this kind of stuff. And they focus so much on that that they neglected the other stuff. Yeah. That, which is what most people actually, I think, buy the game for. What, Mutt? Or the no. other part? Offline. The actual play of the you game. See, yeah. And what my problem is, is it happened long before Mutt even came into the game. Because yeah. they started taking away features that they had in like 2008. Yeah. Like, you can't build your own player anymore. No. You can't play as a, like, you used to be able to play as a middle linebacker. Yeah. Like before the whole uh whatever it's called now uh what? the new story mode or whatever. Oh, like the career mode. Yeah, it's yeah, a it's career, a new mode. career mode. It's face whatever, of the franchise. Face of the franchise. Now you can play as the middle linebacker. You used to be able to play as any position on the football field. You could be a kicker if you wanted to. Like and they would let you create your player from scratch. Like do the the whole um NFL workout like do the combine Stats workout, and everything else. Stuff. Yeah, and I it's like when, they, when EA Sports came out with their boxing game, I played that for because I made my own boxer and did the whole career thing. Yeah, I remember we played that and we tried to like make the guy last the whole fight, and it was oh, so no, we were hard. Playing, we were playing <laughs> UFC, the first UFC when it came out on Xbox, and we would. It was so easy to win, 
and you would try to see how long you can make the fight last. Like how long it took for you to knock the dude out. <laughs> you would literally like run away from him. You'd yeah. be like, nah, don't hit You'd me. You'd punch mm-hmm. him and he would get hurt. Like they had this little mode he would go into where he was uh, stunned. He would sway is what a it would say. Bit. And he, the screen would go like, it would lose the color filter and it would just be black and white and grays. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, and he would like stumble around and stuff. And then after a few seconds, he would come back. So you just run up to him and bop, hit him right in the face. <laughs> and then you back up, let him recover. You run up again. And you, then you would have to be careful because if you hit him in the head too many times when and stunned him, eventually you just <laughs> knock him straight out. He doesn't even get stunned. <laughs> so you'd have to throw a body shot in there body and back shots. up. Then hit the other side of the body mm-hmm. and back up. Punch him in the head. It's a process. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think yeah. we ever made a full fight. I don't think so either. <laughs> for knocking the dude out. So, what happened with Madden is they switched to a new... It was a new system that they went into. And it was more about the visuals. So, it was like animation based. Sorry. I just... He's just getting really he's getting really, really heated. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid Madden. No, I so, accidentally punched the microphone. <laughs> so what happened is, like, say if you throw like a like a fifty fifty ball, which is where you throw it up in the air and it's just anybody's ball. Now it's like programmed in that one of the players will catch it, no matter what the physics look like. One of the players will catch it, and it doesn't matter if it's behind the dude or in front of him yeah. through his body. And that's why you get so many glitches is because it's not based on physics. It's not a physics engine anymore. It's a it's an animation based and they will not go away from it. Give the people what they yeah. want. Now, see, I think the newest one, have you seen the newest it's one? Still, it's it, still, yes, it's I've still seen the ones same where thing. even if it's a 50, 50 ball, like it'll get knocked away or something like that. But, but that's all animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still not based on physics because they're still the ones where they reach through the body and like grab it. And it's like, that's dude, true. come on. Here's yeah. a question. Best fighting, fighting game. Mortal Kombat. WWE, because you could do the diva mode. <laughs> Best fighting game. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, okay, Mortal so Kombat like, 3. <laughs> I would say Mortal Kombat is up there. Um, I uh, used to really like Soul Calibur. I liked a couple I, of different really characters on that Soul, one. Soul like Raphael. I like uh, Kilk. Who's the, the, one with the, the ninja yeah, robot? Yeah. The Genshin robot, whatever. Was that Tekken? Ninja Gaiden? No, it was on uh, Soul Calibur. Tekken's my favorite fighting game. Yeah, it's hard to beat Tekken. Especially in the arcade. I was never great at them, so I didn't play them in arcade. I saw a meme that said, how to win every every Tekken match ever. It says, play Tekken, choose Eddie, hit every button. (laughs) No one will ever want to play with you again. (laughs) (laughs) He was my favorite Eddie was my favorite character, too. Is that the fat guy on Tekken? No, uh, he was the the dreadlocks Jamaican guy. Yeah, Jamaican guy. My other favorite character was King. The, I love King. He's my favorite yeah, just because he has a leopard head. No, his then. outfit was always <laughs> on point. Man. Yeah. Every, every different outfit you got for him was well, cool. Who was the other one? Was who was cool. the gray one? Gray one. Yeah, there was two kings. There was two cats, right? Yeah, there were two cats. There was yeah, King yeah. Oh, and then there yeah, was I've, the other one. King was the gray one. Just make them fight each other. Yeah. Mm, See who the best one. cat is. Yeah. <laughs> That's These what we do if, cool. it was, if it was multiplayer and you, like if you were playing against your friend and we would just it'd be like, all right, you got to get one of the cats. It's like, oh, but, oh, okay. but you already picked King. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to get the other cat. It's like, no, you're just going to beat me. It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I honestly think that a lot of the fighting games are 
I think that's one of the game genres that is really strong and knows what their fan base wants. Yeah. Like, I haven't really heard of a fighting game that's released and people were very disappointed with oh, it. Oh, Super Smash right. Brothers? Not disappointed, but that was another really good there was one. There was some yeah. disappointment around Street Fighter before they started updating and stuff like well, that when it originally released. Yeah, but that's the, because it had no content on it. It <laughs> literally had nothing yeah. on the disc. The, be, the base <laughs> you, game was you put still it in good. And it was like, oh, well, <laughs> nothing's here. Yeah, the base <laughs> game was good, but the fact that you had to buy all these different versions to get all the fighters mm. you wanted was the problem. But that's why yeah. I didn't like the new uh, Mortal Kombat's is because they had like the the combat packs and you had to buy like the best players. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. the top like the top uh, tournament guys were all the DLC characters. Mm-hmm. It was like Alien was one of the best ones in ten. Still true with any game now. You have to pay to play. Yeah, pretty much. I refuse to do that, especially though. now. And, and that's one like of the things. It's like I paid sixty bucks for the game. I like know, it should I all know, come I'm with it. Now. Yeah, I'm that's. I play a lot of uh, NBA, two K, basketball games. God, I'm sports. I just I love sports. He doesn't Most of play the games. real video games. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> nerd. I play nerd. other stuff too. No, uh, but the two K franchise, the my player mode was my favorite because you could design your own guy and you could create mm-hmm. him with the skill set that you wanted and then you could you know upgrade him how you wanted and all that kind of stuff now and you could do that offline but now everything is online if you try to start an offline player he's absolutely terrible <laughs> from the get-go and he never gets better like mm-hmm. it's so difficult to make him better but then if you try to play the online, everything is a cash grab. You have to, if you want to be competitive at all, you have to pay money. That's like Warzone. If you want good guns that actually do something, you have to pay for for all the blueprints and everything. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And no, I think you don't pay for the blueprints. On, you pay for the battle pass. You know, and even then, it's a you still free, not, it's you a pay free for game the battle mode, pass, and then you just got to pay for the battle well, pass. Well, but then even after you buy the battle pass, you have to buy all the skins for the guns. Okay, so if he, you want to be competitive, here's, here's the you thing: have I to really, buy the skins you have the to buy the skins. Yeah. Yeah. No, here's the thing that really annoys me about these br these battle pass games. First of all, that people are so rabid over the battle passes when they're just mostly skins. <laughs> Second, you're paying a full game's worth for a season's battle pass, but as soon as the next season starts, you got to pay the same amount of money. And you have to do all the work in game to get them. They don't yeah, just come it, to you. It's like you a have chore. to play certain matches. You have to do certain challenges. They're everything is designed on forcing you to play the game rather than you getting to play when you want to. Yeah. If one, if you buy the battle pass and you complete the battle pass, you'll have enough credits to buy the next battle pass. So that's pretty cool. But you have to actually like grind that battle pass. Yeah, out to they get make all sure you're points. in the game, and, and I mean, they know a good people don't have all that time. So that's why they released the battle pass for so much more money because the people who didn't get to spend all that time in there have to pay for the next battle pass. Yeah. I mean, say? it's a good way to keep your player base high. I mean, if you if I pay for something, I want to, I'm gonna play it. You know, like, and that's how they kind of think about but it. it. And it then decreases it's like, oh, the things well, that they could focus on rather oh, than focusing sure. on gun balance. They don't focus on gun balance. They want you to buy the paddle pass to get the better guns. Paddle pass. Battle yeah, pass, paddle pass, pass. paddle pass. Yeah. <laughs> Just because right, I aspirated was... a little bit on that B, I still said the B. Thank you very much. <laughs> what uh, What's the best storyline you think mm. in a video game? That's not easy to answer. GTA mm-hmm. Four. Mm-hmm. I like story driven <laughs> games. Like Bioshock has a great say, story. Uh, 
San Andreas, I think. Which one's the one with CJ and Big? Big All you uh, had to do was follow the train, CJ. Yeah, that <laughs> one. That one was a really good story. And yeah, Liberty, then, Liberty City. Was but a that good game story was too. awful because you had to do the remote control airplane mission. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just to get to the good parts, you had to get past that awful mission. GTA Five has a really good story. How they mixed all three characters. Yeah, it does. And. Uh, that's why they've been selling it for literally a decade. Dude. I think Black Ops One's Black Ops One had a really good story mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever played Kingdom Hearts? I played <laughs> the first one, and I then love Kingdom you're Hearts, using that brother. for story. I love Kingdom Hearts. Okay, not really saying good. it's a bad game, but I would not call it one of the best Maybe video not the best game story, stories. But as far as like concepts and allowing you to play through the Disney worlds and everything, it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Good Seeing, environments and yeah. battles. Seeing yeah. the world. Like that game had the best art, mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. and like the Heartless were a decent enemy. Like, and then seeing like Sephiroth and like all the mm-hmm. all your favorite characters, and, like all the Final <laughs> Fantasy characters that yeah. were like that were turned Heartless or had like the black cloaks on were yeah. pretty cool. But yeah, it was a good concept. It was interesting at least. It just it was it was a lot. Like that game was a lot to like try and complete. I never. I don't think I ever completed the first one. I beat it. I will say. Oh, God. Battlefield um, 4. That was the one earlier I couldn't think of. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. I beat it. Dear listener, please rewind Sorry. and find that portion of the podcast. Right. If you stick with me long enough, I'll remember it. <laughs> okay. As far as video game story, um, I'm going to say an unpopular opinion here, but I think open world games have the worst video game stories. And that's because you will be in the middle of a sense of urgency and then completely abandon that. Someone's like kidnapped and about to die, and then six days later, you might go on that mission. <laughs> like they, it ruins all sense of pacing. Basically, that's like, that's like Majora's Mask. I never liked it because mm-hmm. it had the same issue. It was like, oh, I didn't like. Yeah, the story fast, on Majora's Mask. Yeah. The story was pretty cool. The concept of going back in time. And, yeah, but it was just like that day. Like it's hard for me. It's hard for me to be broken up about someone that I left hanging for two like, weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember mm-hmm. you. What's it called? Yeah. Uh, ocarina of time had a good storyline yeah and i freaking loved wind waker but the storyline i could have cared less about oh i never played wind waker but i never liked any of the storylines in like mario I'm oh sorry. dang it i was about to say <laughs> i just i never like <laughs> i was about to say it as a joke I'm just yeah. like, it's mario bro they never, <laughs> this is in another castle mm-hmm. like it's not about the storyline from odyssey mario, was no, okay no. like the newest one was about smashing turtles. I think open worlds <laughs> and platformers have their own places, right? Um, yeah. I like platformers and single player games that more the theme park that you know. There's the if it's not open world, it's a theme park game, right? Because you're you're hitting it's like a roller coaster. You can't get off the track, and you're hitting certain sites at certain times. But I think that's important if you want to tell a good story because pacing is one of the most important things about a story. Like if something yeah. is urgent, it needs to remain urgent. But you can still complete that. You can still have that effect on the open world. You just have to stick to the story. Yeah. Well, well, that's okay, like see, that's the player's initiative. But yeah. the way that open world is designed is that you want to be powerful enough to go into the next. There's almost no player who mm-hmm. goes straight into the next story. You almost have to grind it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Like literally, me and my brother bought uh, this one. My wife and kids were in South Carolina for a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> we bought Far Cry Four, and literally just beat the game i think it was two days because we just went store to store to store yeah i do i I do appreciate open world games that design that pacing into their story though it's like 
okay, this is part where we want you to explore. So there's a couple of forts and stuff around, but it's not like anyone's getting murdered right now at this very moment that you have to worry about. <laughs> yeah. And the story mission only starts and it locks you mm-hmm. in after you're done with all this other stuff and we'll tell you right before we lock you in. I'm yeah. okay with that kind of stuff. Uncharted, the newest one, I think it was the newest one. That one was a really good story with the older brother. But that see, Uncharted is a theme park game, which is why I like it. Theme park game? Yeah, yeah it's it, like a track. You're like on rails. You do certain segments, oh, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. can't. There's no exploring. There's a like there's a little a exploring, little exploring yeah. but that's like you can Secrets. take a couple of turns around a building mm-hmm. rather than run halfway across the map. Yeah. See, I like open world because I don't like being stuck like that. I like, so if I do want to go well, off the main topic and the main story, then I like I would, theme I like park the games option. that give you areas to explore but keep you confined. <coughs> like mm-hmm. th- there's a there's a reason I like books that have good world building is because you they build the world but they tell you what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not exploring yeah. off into some weird sections that really don't have much connection to what you need to know for the main story to matter to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like open world games get so caught up in like, oh, look at all this other interesting stuff that they lose any kind of interest in the real main story. And the main story can be super well written, but by the time you get to the end, you're thinking about the boss fight and not the fact that your fiance was just murdered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like on Far Cry 4, whenever we were like beating the game, we were on the last level and we were just like, oh, wait. No, this is this is the last one right now. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> I think we kind of already answered this obliquely, but what was the best Halo story wise? I mean the whole thing's kind of a story, but probably two. Yeah. yeah. I think I two thinking. two did a lot of introduction of new storyline, mm. but also kept enough of the old storyline that it was a good melding. I think three was a little weird because we had to get pushed into a whole bunch of new stuff to yeah. get it to About, finish off the I like story too because of the arbiters the descent and the rise of arbiter i thought that was a really good yeah. arc story arc well, yeah, they it, threw was Master an exploration. Story. it was a deeper exploration of the mm-hmm. lore but it was something that was already established not yeah. the arbiter himself but the covenant you know mm-hmm. it was a deeper exploration of the covenant instead of in three you're like oh by the way there's this arc and that makes all the halos and we have to go to the arc and also <laughs> the uh, the halo uh, the flood was actually created by these ancient ones and that's why all the halos mm-hmm. were created but they were all created from the ark and then if we don't destroy the ark the flood's going to get in and then all the world's going to end i think like, we that talked, was so weird i think that we was talked fast. about yeah, yeah. i think we the, talked that's about how the game felt though it was yeah. like just shouting at you all this random information that had yeah. not been talked about at any other point in the video game franchise halo reach i was about to say how do y'all like feel reach. about reach yeah that was a good story. i think yeah, a like, lot of i didn't like reach i think a lot of people like reach because it's a self-contained story it's something that had been mentioned before mm-hmm. and that doesn't change what you already know about Halo or where Halo's going. Mm. And I really enjoyed the la- the way that it ended. I yeah. think a lot of people did, where you know that you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the mission was like survive. And it I I liked, it had a huge mission, effect. The last mission was pretty good. Like It had yeah. an the emotional whole... effect. It was there. People remember it because it impacted them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. ODST, I loved ODST. That one was a tearjerker. Man. I I don't remember the story. I like Nathan Fillion as Buck, and that's why I liked most <laughs> of that game. But I don't remember the story like, at all. I liked being like in a Halo game, but not a superpower. Like behind enemy lines. Yeah, it's like worried. You, you literally couldn't get hit more than like three times, or you'd die. Yeah. Mm. It was it was almost like Halo's attempt at like a call of duty game (laughs) yeah 
I feel like it did make you a little more powerful than an ODST would be at times when you're fighting some hunters and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, because you were doing it basically alone, like to keep the open world format, they couldn't have a squad running around with you. Um, but I like that idea of being behind enemy lines. Your mission isn't necessarily on rails, but there is a clear objectives. Like I got to go grab this thing and this thing and I got to get out of here. You yeah. know, I did like ODST. How, what about the story? You got the storyline for like Batman Arkham series. I went loved, off the rails. <laughs> I loved the first couple of like the first couple of Arkham series was really yeah. good. But then Arkham it kind of city and Arkham Asylum were the best Batman games out of the series. Yeah. I played Arkham city. I just never finished it. But it was like a good Arkham game. Arkham Knights was. Yeah. It just went off like way too. Yeah. And even the one before that, even though it was still a good game, the one before that, the storyline didn't matter to me either. The one with Firefly and Slade, and I can't remember the name of it right now. It was between City and Before Night. It's like City something night. I don't remember what it's called. Zombie Apocalypse breaks out, and you have the option to choose one gun from any video game. Mm. Which one? Would I've got be? the laser gun. I've got the alien laser from zombies. I'll do the sword from Halo. <laughs> mm, I don't want to be surrounded. I don't want to be that close. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, the BFG would actually be yeah. the best one because it kills all enemies on screen, so you just got to reach a high vantage point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well. BFG. Don't matter what I say then. That's the one. <laughs> what were you going to say? What would you enjoy to have? Um... I don't know. There's a lot of good guns in different games. Um, There's this one gun in Ratchet and Clank where if you're in a horde coming after you, you choose it and you hit the trigger and it sends out a lightning bolt and that lightning bolt hits everything around it. I thought you were going to say the disco ball in Ratchet (laughs) and Clank because it's it's also an AOE weapon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it makes everybody dance to death around you. Yeah, I'll do that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I like putting the, um, the little... Uh, what was it on uh what's it called it's a skull on on halo, halo for <laughs> when you shoot the confetti a, the confetti oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Right. Headshot. <laughs> yeah. get a headshot that uh, was so the fun. pop was the most satisfying yeah. sound in yeah. the entire i could play hours and hours with that on it never annoyed me that yeah. popped so nice which uh-huh. video game character would be your backup in a zombie apocalypse frank mm. doom guy Doom guy. Doom guy. <laughs> Frank from uh from Dead Rising. Dead Rising. I mean, we just take pictures of you dying. He lasted like 48 hours in a yeah. mall. Yeah, and <laughs> most of that game can't be completed and survived. You have to go back and do like a new game plus to save all the survivors. Yeah, it's fine. Kratos. Frank, Frank let everybody die. Yeah, that's true. That's a good one. Is it Kratos? That's in a, a zombie one. apocalypse? I mean, why not? I guess. <laughs> Either him or Master Chief. Doom guy for sure. He put a hole through Mars. I don't understand <laughs> why this is a yeah, I mean, conversation. It's really not a conversation. If yeah. Doom just. He literally. You wouldn't even have to do anything with Doom guy. Like Master Chief would try to make sure you're safe. Doom guy just makes sure you're safe by murdering everything. He doesn't even look at you. He, he just probably kills everything. You, yeah, that's probably he probably murdered you just not even. No, because he doesn't. It. There's there's one it's or like, two people that hit him. Yoshi. <laughs> they just get Yoshi and get the heck out of there. Yeah. Oh, so you can do the jump off of yeah. his back as yeah. he falls into the zombies. <laughs> Later, boss. 
Sacrifice must be oh, made. <laughs> Do you see that oh, meme? Yeah. You see Goku. that meme where? He, oh yeah, Mario's Goku. Super yeah. Saiyan God, yeah. Super Saiyan Goku. Yeah. <laughs> that go. would work too. Goku would definitely be a pick, but that's yeah. not video game. And it's technically it's video, video game. game. Yeah. They made video Budokai. game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would just want to fight with Goku. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to fight with Actually, Goku. I don't want to fight with Goku because pretty much everyone he fights with dies. Yeah. You'd be Krillin in this situation. Oh, God. So. Is so that just because I'm bald? No. You jerk. Yeah. <laughs> what about Gohan? <laughs> right. I think Gohan would be a good pick because he I actually like cares Gohan. about the people he's with. Yeah, but he's not going to, he's probably not going to beat the bad guys. Yeah, but he's he can go like ultra mystic. Ultra instinct and mystic or whatever you want to yeah, call it. It's yeah. got seven different names. Mystic Goku. Uh, Gohan. Uh, yeah. Okay, what about this? We. Before the podcast, we talked about how China put that ban on kids playing video games. Uh-huh. Would yeah. you do the same thing here for the next generation as no. a savior move? No, because that would just that would ensure that they find something else to be degenerate about. With the American <laughs> culture, there's plenty other things besides video games. Yeah, that's a valid point. Do you want to explain the China situation? Uh, they just this last Wednesday they passed a law that um, I don't know how effective it's going to be or how they enforce it, but they passed a law through one of their regulatory agencies that kids under 18, 18 and under can't play video games on school days, which means most of the weekdays. And then on the weekend, they can only have three total hours of online video games. Three scheduled hours, too. Yeah. So that's just online. They can't really regulate things that are offline. But most people in China and kids around the world, it's not just China, but most people in China are playing on mobile games that are connected to the Internet or they're playing on online games like League of Legends or something that are connected to the internet. Do you think kids would be better off if they played less video games? No, they'd just find something else to occupy their time. Yeah, I, but I do you think video be, games would be... If no, it was video not. games alone, no. Because they would just do more stuff like TikTok or Instagram or whatever else they're going to do. If you're talking about screens, period. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say like remove them completely, but I would say limit the amount of time. What China do? But I mean, that's the... You need an interaction like with the physical limited. world. <laughs> I mean, that's like a parent's job, though, kind of. That's uh, yes, yeah, I that's agree. True. I, mean, I agree. Very I feel true. I feel enforced contact with the physical world is a necessity for children that kind of gets overlooked right now. You have to make mm-hmm. them get out. Not necessarily saying? get out of the house. Like, don't do that whole parent thing where everything's solved by just telling them to go outside. Like, <laughs> make sure that they're interacting with kids I their mean, age. That's what our in, parents did. Go yeah. outside. Yeah, don't come back till it's dark. <laughs> but I, I feel like you have <laughs> to make sure woods. that they're interacting <laughs> with kids their age, that they're learning social skills, that they're doing something, some kind of physical hobby, mm-hmm. so that they're even if they're just scrapbooking or something, so that they're learning not only fine motor skills, but they're also spatial reasoning and everything else. You got to make sure that those skills are still sharp. Because kids will be like, oh, yeah, video games train my reaction time. It's like you can have a fast reaction time and still miss the mark. Like you got to have a good aim. Too. Somebody throws a baseball at your face at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, If exactly. you've just been playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> your glove might be up quick, but if it hits your wrist, it's not going to help. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I feel like there needs to be a balance that isn't met, but also that it is the parent's job to yeah. ensure how that balance is being met. I'm not for enforcing anything on anybody, but I really don't. I thought, I thought, man, China, that's a not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to be under 18 at the time, but still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the thing is if you're the kid, you hate it. But as an adult, you kind of think about it. And you're like, yeah, eh, it might not be a 
bad idea. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, a lot of those parents back, in China are just like. <laughs> that just puts them on TikTok, though. That's okay. not, that's my thing. There's so many teenage girls that don't play video games that get more screen time than guys do because they're on TikTok and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man, I just watched this. Do- it's not a documentary. It's a new show. Uh, my sister is watching it. It's about this TikToker who got famous because she was doing dances on TikTok. She got bored during the pandemic, being locked Charlie up. Demilio. Is that yeah, Demilio? That's it. Uh, she uh, yeah, she I know just, a little bit. She she posted <laughs> videos on TikTok. And she just gets famous for well, that. Well, she's kind of also stuff. incredibly beautiful, which is, she is why girl. all girls get famous on TikTok. And she's a good dancer, but she's an okay dancer. Let's, let's not go there. Let's. She's all right. All let's right take enough. it back to <laughs> dancer. Better dancer than you, Nathan. Speaking <laughs> of da- dude, if you see some, there's actually a couple Speaking of videos. Of there's a video I want to show you online where a guy compiles a lot of her everyday TikToks, and literally they're just her like looking in the mirror or doing this thing or you know regular tiktoks that was going to be my next teenager would do and she's getting hundreds of millions of views on them that was going to be my next point it's like you can do the are these tick (laughs) i mean i know with capitalism with capitalism you can get rich for whatever if people like it people want to watch it people want to give money to it whatever do you think but should people be getting famous on tiktok for doing these mundane things like just going in front of the camera a, and being like, oh, my God, I got this. Let me unbox it so you can watch me have this thing. It's a function of capitalism, so they can't be condemned for that. But it is a disservice to the people getting famous, and it's a disservice to the people who are wasting their time watching it. Because people getting famous are wasting any kind of real-life skills that they would learn. Outside of maybe if they're getting good at contract making and, and sponsorship deals, that's a real-life skill in my opinion. Editing videos and such. Editing videos, yeah. But – on the face of it, if most of what they're doing is dancing and other people are doing the work for them, they're losing mm. any kind of real-world experience in case that the thing doesn't follow through for them. And the people watching are wasting any they're kind watch, of time that they have. Them, yeah, because yeah, they're not gaining anything meaningful out of it, yeah. except for maybe a parasocial and relationship those, with the rest of the community. Those D'Amelio sisters, whatever, and they're terrified to go out in public because of comments on their threads. Yeah, they get death threats and and everything, too. And people, people, no, not like scared that way, just scared of social embarrassment, scared to do anything out in public because they don't want to be criticized. Well, she went to a party one time during the pandemic and got like eviscerated for that because she wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's a a 16-year-old girl. What what do you expect from her? I know. Yeah. But uh, to bring it back, (laughs) speaking of dancing, Y'all ever played Dance Revolution? Yeah, I played yeah, Dance yeah, Revolution. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah, one yeah. of those plastic mats that you can plug into your PlayStation. And Dance play Revolution on. was out, but then shortly after, Guitar Hero Guitar came Hero. out. I was and gonna I say that. I was oh, gonna yeah, do. Yeah, Guitar Hero. We got to bring up Guitar Hero. We talk about mm-hmm. video games. You can't not bring up Guitar Hero. Guitar Three Hero. was the best. Yeah, I I started with two, really great. Three was. I think the pinnacle of Guitar Hero itself, then Rock Band came out, and you got a little bit of the whole band situation going on. Yeah. So I, I do agree that three, Guitar Hero 3 is probably the best one. Aerosmith was a pretty good one. It was all right. I like the Beatles one when it came out. Just because of the yeah. track list, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 3 is probably I, the best. I liked Rock Band's playlists better. Rock Band had better playlists. Yeah. And then Guitar Hero was kind of like, they had better gameplay and they, story mode. They were yeah. better, like, they were more, like, hard rock. That's what Guitar Hero was for. It was like, yeah. when hey, Guitar Hero, you need to play this. When it came out, I was horrible at it, which is ironic, because I played guitar at the time. <laughs> well, the first, the Guitar <laughs> Hero everybody. 2, and especially Guitar Hero 1, had a lot of lag and latency yeah. between input button lag. presses. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of input lag, which Even was hard to overcome. That, still sucked. 
Three, <laughs> three is why it was one of the best ones because they had kind of gotten down that input lag to like a science. And they were like, hey, during the outro, let's play Dragon Force through the fire and the flames. I, I saw, I saw some Asian like, kid playing Dragon uh, Force. I got 80% of the way through on Expert. I almost beat that song. And then I got there. My fingers are so tired. It's like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, yeah, there was some Asian kid on YouTube, and he was just like, got 100% on that Well, the problem the problem with Dragon Force is if you beat the intro, the rest of it's it's almost smooth sailing. It's hard, but it's almost smooth sailing. Until that, like, Until the very end. There's a solo at the very end. So you're playing this song for, like, six minutes. And your fingers are already tired, and then a solo as hard as the beginning comes yeah. in, and you're like, "Ah!" <laughs> the great boss. Yeah, I remember the Killers uh, when you were young was on guitar. That's how I got into it because I was a big Killers fan, and then I found out that song was on there because my little cousin had it. And I was like, "Ooh!" Guitar Who was the first time I heard. I was able to listen to non-Christian music <laughs> consecutively. <laughs> Not even joking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, non-Christian music outside of soundtracks for movies. Yeah. yeah. Did video games ruin a generation? No, no. a generation Gen- ruined a generation. Yeah, it was like, it was just a generation that ruined itself. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame anything on I it. I don't feel ruined. I Because, like it's I ruined. said, if video games weren't there, there would have been something else from TV or the internet that would have filled the gap. But it's you not can't like, say if it would have been better or worse. Though. It would have definitely been worse. You don't I think. know that. No, no I know. No way to well, know that. there was a sense of community almost around video games. There was if a sense of community around uh, what's his name with the Kool Aid. There's a sense of community around George D&D. Jones, whatever his name <laughs> George is. Jones. We can't say that. That's like saying we live in a society. There's a community around any group of people that are together. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's, <laughs> no, it but, is a society. I mean, but the the whole point of video games is that it filled leisure time and. To take away that equation, that leisure time would have been filled with something else, just as mindless, like even burn. more mindless. <laughs> like burning your house down with a, a yeah. wood burning kit. <laughs> Guns and violence, you know. And I mean, no, even even us growing up playing video games, every one of us went out and played sports or got out in the yard. It didn't stop us from That's doing. That. Video games weren't as addicting back then. Well, they didn't have a lot of online feet. Yes. They weren't designed to be as addicting. Yeah, their design yeah. was not as much to keep you inside that really flew off with started with halo multiplayer for the majority of people who aren't playing online video games start with halo multiplayer but also when call of duty came out was when it really started to hit its peak where people mm. started to stay inside and never go outside and always play online have on you guys matches. have you guys played the vr games yet no. I, yeah i have a headset if you go to the mall you can do it yeah, I don't like want to. Fifteen it, it bucks. Gives me, like it gives me. It gives me motion sickness, dude. It's you, crazy. You have to play. I expect you to die because you sit in a chair for it. You don't walk <laughs> yeah. around. It is so good. I played this mm. one. I don't even know what it was, but you just have to like jump around from building to building and use a little thing to like boost yourself. It was kind of like Spider Man, but it wasn't Spider Man. You can jump and flip and do all the stuff. Mm. With man spider. But if you're, <laughs> 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 if you're jumping and you miss. And you miss, and you're wearing that VR, and you're into it, and you're flowing. All of a sudden, you miss something. It feels like you're actually falling, and I like yeah. that jerk. It's it's weird. I don't want to play VR because I don't want to accidentally knock somebody yeah. out with my <laughs> arms. You're a little yeah. too tar to, tall to play VR because you don't. Yeah. You can put your hand through the ceiling or through yes. a, a ceiling fan, through the wall, through someone's yeah. face. <laughs> through. <laughs> yeah, I agree. 
I used to do, uh, I used to play a lot of racing games, of course. Little games that are a little racy, huh? Yeah. Like, you know, getting in a car and Conkers. racing. Bad, bad fur day, you know. That oh, gosh. Racy, right? uh, that's racy. Where you sure. fight a little piece of poo. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought you said you had at the hospital. And I was like, wait, what? They, <laughs> they brought that into the <laughs> children's hospital? <laughs> They wouldn't remake that. Mm-mm. I think there's too much in there that's questionable yeah. nowadays. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. No, I remember Ray would come over to my house and we would play a NASCAR game, and we would always just drive backwards. It's <laughs> 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 like, let's see how big of a wreck we can cause. Yeah. <laughs> I used to like racing games. Um, I have Burnout, Blur, a couple of others that I'll get on every now and again. It's a nice experience. Those are more like arcadey racing games. I like arcadey. I don't like sim racing games. I like realistic. Like I remember we played Forza. Forza was fun. Yeah, and I like I would build the car and he would race. Yeah, he would build it and I would drive it. He would make it as powerful as possible. I would set the tune on it and then drive it. Forza is the reason I don't like sim games. Because I would follow the line and even slow down to like 20 miles an hour and my car would still skid out because I didn't have some kind of spec or tire on it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm tired of having to tweak this thing Is just so older, I can take a turn. Yeah, it was an older, older one. one. The newer ones are much better about that, yeah. for sure. But I got so tired of like all the all the functions I got to tweak just to drive this like a normal car. Plus, you can't, you don't have the feeling of the suspension like if you were in a real car. Yeah. So you don't know where you're at the point of almost no return where you'll start skidding out. Well, it's difficult to like turn in and out of a corner when you have a controller. Mm-hmm. If you had a wheel and actual mm-hmm. pedals, way better. Yeah. Way better. I had that for Nature's Feed, actually, on yeah. the computer. I had the the wheel with the, the shifter and yeah. the two pedals that you would like have to. Yeah. Mario Kart. Best racing game I've ever played in my life was the original Need for Speed Most Wanted. Not the remake, but the original. That one was good. So good. I liked Carbon. I really liked Carbon. It was okay. Yeah. I didn't play it too much. That was the one that was more drift-focused. Did you right? play yeah. Tomb Raider? Oh, I played mm. all of them. Yeah. Did you ever angle the camera the right <laughs> Okay, so I didn't play oh, I didn't gosh. play the first two on Put in PlayStation. the passcode, you know. Yeah. I played that the one, one online that, was, that said... See her, uh, you know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. Like there you is said, no password for that. In there the Tomb is Raiders, no password. By the way, yeah. It's it's a, it's, it's a myth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, no. You know That's this for a, a fact. Mod. It's a mod. Yeah, because it was people wanted to know the password and you couldn't because you found out it was a mod later. Yeah. When the hot coffee mod came out for GTA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what? Dude, mods on GTA are fun. Never <laughs> heard of that one. Can you explain it, Cameron? You be, there was a... No, go ahead. The go hot ahead. coffee mod. You, just, you show up to someone's house, one of the characters, the NPCs, and... You, They'd ask you in for hot coffee. It, yeah, yeah. And it, like you can play through the whole thing. Just, Kratos, I'm uh, telling, God I'm, of War, you used to... You wouldn't yeah, see it. You'd, you'd have uh, but you'd quick, have time button, quick time events for button presses to have sex with these women that you were in the bed with. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then you get a whole bunch of health orbs that would come out afterwards. <laughs> so again, I say, do you think video games are erecting, <laughs> wrecking our generation? Yeah. They are erecting Dang. our generation. <laughs> yeah, that's for oh sure. My, my bad. Guys. Well, <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, it's the same argument uh, for music and movies. They've all had the movies. same exact movies, argument sure. levied against them. Uh, it's a part of culture. Throughout Even before, history. Even before movies, you had radio shows, and before those, you had just what was in print, and before that, you had vaudeville shows and all the terrible stuff that happened back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, do we'll think... we'll find a way to ruin ourselves. <laughs> yeah, video games are not. Do you think that we're living in a video game? Mm, in a simulation? I don't believe simulation. we live in a simulation. And even if we did, knowing that would not change my life in one way or another. Mm, do you think so? Do you I've, think that if you learned for a fact that this all was a simulation, that your life would change at all? No, unless you believed you were Neo. I think you're in denial. <laughs> <laughs> How no, would life change if you knew that you were in a simulation I don't know. and none of the other variables change? I don't know exactly, but I just think my mindset... Well, there mindset would be no consequences. Yeah, and how I would just live my day-to-day life would change somehow. Yeah, but there's no guarantee, even if you were in a simulation, that when your consciousness ends, that you will be restarted. So, effectively, you're um, living the same life with yeah. the same consequences. I don't think I would have anything to do with the... after. I mean... If I figured out that I was living in a simulation, I think, A, I wouldn't believe in God anymore. Well, I mean, I guess we are. You'd have to, because you would know that someone constructed your world. Yeah, that's true. I was going to (laughs) say. It would just be a computer simulated world. So Yeah, your God would be someone who is so technologically superior, you don't understand them. Yeah, Steve Jobs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. He's an alien. Yeah. I feel like there wouldn't be any consequences because at the end of the day, you'd know that none of it mattered anyway. That's how I feel now. So, but then, <laughs> then you'd be, yeah, you'd this be. This gets in, into existentialism, no, yeah. correct? Because even if sure. you're not living a sense, uh, simulation, what does give meaning to life, right? Why does it really matter if you, if, because at the end, you die, you don't get to experience the harm that you do to the world after that, right? So, what yeah, are the you, real consequences? But you know that you've caused harm. You know that there was. Why would you care though? Because what? what because what if makes you, were, you care about that, if you were in a simulation, you would feel like you were in your own simulation. But even if you're in a simulation, how do you know that he is also not he's, a construct? That he's is not a construct simulated? anymore. He becomes nothing but a one or a zero. So you have the arrogance to believe <laughs> solipsism. You have the arrogance <laughs> to believe that you're the only sentient part of this simulation, I believe, and that he does not share the same sentience that you do. I believe that they are they are mutually exclusive. What are what is that? Everyone has their own simulation. It's not so much a shared consciousness anymore it would be an individual so that's a narrower view of what simulation means to you however if it wasn't a simulation let's say it's a dream how do you know that we're not all just figments of your imagination well then you would you would really not matter then right (laughs) i mean right but that's my point you can there's any number of ways to make the world not matter so my point is, is that regardless of what forms your but reality, if you, if you knew 100%, ma- you need to pick why it matters to you, regardless of what is forming it. So I, I choose to believe that regardless of if my simulation, my simulation would be better if I treated the people around me good and then they treated me good back, regardless of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Because I even agree. if he, even if he is literally a plant compared to me, mm. if I treat him well, he can treat me well back because I don't gain any extra power by knowing that I live in a simulation and I would still have pleasure when he hands me a donut or he does something nice I for me. I hand you a donut. I would it's, just eat the donut. It's not so much, <laughs> it's not so much harm that you do. Mm-hmm. It would be a decision that you make. Like, if I believed that nobody was real, okay, it wouldn't matter if a one or a zero would turn me down. 
That's but like, your life does that make sense? Like your life wouldn't, wouldn't change. Yes, it would. I would. I would no, have no inhibit. Like it would have no inhibitions. Not talking anymore. about your object, uh, your subjective experience. I'm talking about objectively the way that your life and the the way that you gain resources and social connection wouldn't change. No, regardless if he was a plant or not, he is still involved. Apparently, you're a plant. Apparently, I'm a yeah. plant. He is still involved in what this simulation. He's still involved Cactus. in how and how you gather resources and pleasure, regardless of whether he matters or not. I'm not a cactus. I'm a balding cypress. Ah, there it is. <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing that changes is how you view your morality, which I am a utilitarian, obviously, because I will treat him the same way whether he matters or not, because I want to be a part of the good that is happening in my situation, regardless if he's real or not. Regardless of if I'm a pineapple plant or if I'm a, just a little shrub. Or if I'm a pin pineapple apple pin. <laughs> like if I knew that I was living in a dream, it wouldn't change the way. Unless all, another a way was revealed at the same time to exit the dream, it wouldn't change how I live my life. But what if I was a cute little puppy instead? If I could live in a dream and make you a cute little puppy just by thought, I would do it. But yeah. <laughs> I think, therefore, I am... Exactly. See, if my powers or my control yeah. over the world doesn't change by my perspective of it, I would treat the world the same. So I'm excited for Far Cry 6. <laughs> Speaking of video games, I can't be a bad guy in a video game for the same reason. Even though I know these people aren't real, I don't feel good shooting the guy in the face. Now I'm the most square bear person on GTA Online, I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't like to kill like innocent people and stuff. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Get out of the way. You Who's driving on the sidewalk here? <laughs> <laughs> Probably the only person who uses their horn. In the However. Game. No, people use their horns on GTA. <laughs> However, like in Dead Space, I was playing, they have screaming babies with tentacles shooting at me. I don't feel bad for squishing those things. I don't feel bad for oh, blasting them into so oblivion. You don't, you don't have the same and respect real life, for them. And in real life. It's because they if, look different than you. <laughs> in real life. If a baby could cause me immediate harm, I would not feel any kind of way about defending myself. <laughs> I don't know how I would feel. I wouldn't feel anything. Okay, here's a question. <laughs> what would it take for you to punch a baby? <laughs> if that right. baby oh, has wait, a, wait, 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 wait. If that no. baby has a loaded gun and the only way to stop Ray him from good. pulling the trigger is to punch him, I would punch that baby. Uh, Ray seems too happy about this right, conversation. The, bigger, the better question... The <laughs> The better question should be, what situation would you have to find yourself in for you to be willing to take a life? And we talked about this a little bit off air. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. My answer then was uh, it wouldn't take too many radical steps for me to. It depends on the situation. Yeah. Mm. If we're talking about like spree killing, it would take a couple changes. But if it was just a like self <laughs> If it would self be like self-defense, yeah. it wouldn't take anything really. I mean, it's yeah. just self-defense or defense of someone I'm close yeah, to. Yeah, like, I think some people don't realize like the feelings that you would have in that moment. Like you think like now you're like, yes, I would be able to pull the trigger. Yeah. But just like those moments, you don't realize you're going to be scared and you become scared. Just like that. When you're in the moment where you have to pull the trigger, you feel the assuredness now and the adrenaline and everything else would definitely change your perspective in the time. Not that you wouldn't be able to pull the trigger, but I don't think any of us here realize how we would actually feel when the moment yeah. came. Or act. Mm -hmm. You assume I'm using a gun as well. Yeah. 
Stabbing a person, sauna. Stabbing a person would be even harder. I think using oh, a gun yeah. would be the easiest way to take somebody For out. Sure. Because it just takes a little just, pressure and then it's over. You want to talk about living grenade. in a video game? There's a oh, go ahead. A grenade is pretty easy. You know. If you have a hairpin trigger and it just yeah. you just have to twitch a little, just a little bit of a <laughs> cough and then you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there was anyway. a kid in uh, I don't even know where who thought he was in a video game and was walking with some girl home from school and went behind a building and stabbed her to 121 times. Really. Yeah, a hundred and something. What the heck? The store's making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan said the word donut. Now I want one. <laughs> yeah. Well, what kind of what kind of kind of mental state? I feel like those are excuses. mental state is that. Um, I feel like that kid didn't have a plan. I just like a lot of crazy. Well, people. his friends uh, said later on in interviews that they uh, he had brought it up and mentioned it before. But then when I was reading that, I was thinking, man, if one of my friends had brought that up, like talking about killing someone, I'd be like, well, it's weird. But I wouldn't think anything of it because I would think no one I know is going to go around murdering someone. You know, I feel I feel like the video game was an excuse. I don't know if anybody else has had terrible thoughts like I've had. But when you have that terrible thought, it's not because like I've been watching a video game or having a movie. You just look at the thing and then you go like I've I've had the thought like I want to kick that kid. Like, not even maliciously. <laughs> just like, what would it be like if I kicked that kid and how far would he fly? Like, I've had that thought. I don't obviously want to follow through with that. But I feel like... Why not? I feel like... Nathan, Nathan. I feel like the way that that crazy person made that decision, he just looked at her and goes, what would it be like if I stabbed her a lot of times? There was no further thought or reasoning behind it. He just said, I have a knife. Do you- I'm going to go stab her where nobody can see me stabbing her. I think the fact that he had a knife on the way home from school was premeditation. Yeah, it's still premeditation. So absolutely. He had he thought looks, about it before. He looks at the knife, knife and goes, I could stab somebody with this. Then he found somebody he could stab, and then he brought him to a place he could stab them. So, I don't think there was a huge complicated plan behind it. Do you think it's bad parenting or just, you know, something wrong with his brain? For I, think it's a bit of, biology I think it's a bit of both because you can't always blame the parents for the... I think there is nature... Nature and nurture, a bit of both in everybody. There is such thing as a bad seed, in my opinion. There are kids that are just bad, and they can still be nurtured to become a good person. But there are just some people who have really bad feelings and really bad thoughts, regardless of what's happening in their life. There's a college shooter who, uh, after he, after they did the autopsy on him, they found a tumor on his brain in the part that inhibits... Uh, Fear. I don't know science. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the consequences uh, part of his brain. Empathy. Yeah, there's something on his brain that they said, okay, if this part of the brain was blocked off, then he wouldn't be able to, you know, like make these. Like kind of dis- if, you know? if it's if you're talking about like a serial killer, it's usually they have lack of empathy. They they cannot feel what another person feels. And but with good parenting, you can set you, a discipline or you, a rule set that they follow. You would, can what, you can, but until a kid figures out that it's wrong that I'm doing this, they'll never stop. Because why? What would well, good parenting do no, against biology? Good though? parenting would realize this kid doesn't have empathy. What does he when he does something? What is his motivation? And you would go off of that, and then you would develop the rule set that you want him to live his life by around the things that motivate him because nobody does anything 
unless it sounds like a good idea, whether it sounds beneficial or just exciting in the moment. But let's say his his main motivation is probably pleasure. Exactly. So, And at the what, end of the day, I'm going to take whatever I want because I don't have any empathy. As to, a parent, how do you develop that kid to understand that can't. pleasure also falls? You can as a good parent because you're raising this kid. That's part of it. You develop a human being. Uh, I don't think parenting has much. To I'm not do. saying it's I don't not think hard. Parenting has as much to do with raising a child as we think. I think that some just of the keeping stuff. them safe until they're adults, and then going, oh well, that's pretty, the way they are. Pretty much, as far as like personality and <laughs> I mean, and the you way can, they you inter- can raise a kid as much as you want, like in a direction, and then mm-hmm. they can go like super off the rails, hundred I mean, percent. Which is why I don't think you should always blame the parents. But I also feel like there's a lot of parents that use it as an excuse to not do anything. Yeah, because parents do have power. We got we got to remember they have power over how this kid lives his life. I just don't think they have as much power as they think they do. Oh no, you can't form a perfect human being with your own will alone. I agree with that, but you do shape it, and you leave a mark on it. Yeah, you have, and you have to make sure that the mark that you leave points them in the right direction, whether they take it or not. But I mean, at the end of the day, you can be like, oh yeah, you shouldn't like do this because it's not right. But then if they want to, they're going to do it anyway. That's what I'm saying, though. If you realize that kid's not going to stop just because it's not morally right, you find out why he would stop, and then you develop around that. If you told one of your kids to not go in a cabinet and the other kid to not go in a cabinet, which one would listen? What are the odds that both of them would listen? Mm, Probably 13%. Which one responds better to punishment (laughs) and which one doesn't? Which one responds better to positive reinforcement? They're still kind of like really too young to tell for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like we were talking about this off air. My son, when he was about one year old, mm-hmm. he uh, he would get into a cabinet where we keep all the Tupperware. We put locks on all the other cabinets, but we only kept Tupperware in this one cabinet, right? So he would get in there and he would play. And honestly, we didn't really need the cabinets, like the locks on the other cabinets, because he wouldn't even try to get into the other ones. We had them there just in case, but you know, uh, so he would just get in there and he'd play for an hour. And, uh, but my daughter is about one year old now and, uh, she will get in that cabinet, play for like three minutes, throw everything in the cabinet, out the cabinet, and then go to the next one and try to do the same thing. My work like she here goes is to done. Every <laughs> single cabinet. Yeah. She's like moving on to the next project. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's just funny. It's funny to me the differences in them. Mm. I think different people respond to different things. And you got and it, pe- different people have different levels of empathy. You can't rely on the fact that he empathizes because in reality, most kids are small psychos. No kid understands <laughs> sympathy. No kid understands empathy for other children yeah. until you explain it to them. I remember one of the most revelatory moments of my life when there was a kid that was crying about another girl that hit her and went to tell on the other girl. And mm-hmm. the adult, instead of punishing the other girl, said, did she mean to hit you? And the other kid had to stop for a second and go, no. And did she say sorry? Yes. Okay, and then she explained the situation where the other kids stopped crying. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to explain these things to kids. It's not always innate. Now, so I there can is, hit them and say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on accident. Yes, if you hit them on accident, yeah. say sorry. It's always an accident. What are you talking about? <laughs> but there are, even, even with like those primordial, primordial feelings, 
you have to shape them for kids. But kids don't understand them. And honestly, empathy and sympathy have to be developed to a certain degree to fit the morality that you're trying to teach them. I'm hungry too. We might be eating. In the <laughs> I'm sorry, podcast. we got past you know, the point of where I'm hungry, and I'm now trying to eat everything in the room. If you hear bags and chewing noises, sorry. But about that. we've been we've been going actually for over an hour, so I think we've I think we've, we've probably reached the end of this here thing. Yeah. So good. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna take us out here today, boys. Let's right. uh, let's just remember to. Um, Check out our Instagram. Check out our uh, hot opinions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you email like us. the show, go on us. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, just go on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Like the show. Uh, give us five stars if you want. Give us three. More than three is okay. If you know, five pieces. Less than three. Just don't even do it. Honestly, if it's not five stars, just move along. But, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, also, if you want to email us with your questions or concerns, questions, <laughs> concerns, you know, if you, you want to give us a donate top, to the podcast. Oh, that too. Yeah, donation link will be in the description. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, or topic ideas for us, you can email us at oddopinionpod at gmail.com. Baby, baby. Yeah. And uh, thank you all for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.